Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, February 11, 2022. I hope you had a great week and I hope you have a big weekend planned. I hope that it's a weekend in which you do a lot of things that make you feel most like yourself. Like, for instance, learning the entire Carole King masterpiece tapestry on piano or telling jokes, whatever it is, or you know what, you know, or sitting in a fucking truck freezing your ass off on a bridge that links Detroit, Michigan with Windsor, Ontario, Canada, because the truckers have taken over. (laughs) And for you people of a certain vintage, you might remember this is a movie that came out sometime in the 80s, before my sweet spot of movie watching. I think it was based on a Stephen King book called Maximum Overdrive, where the trucks took over and Emilio Estevez had to fight them. Who's Emilio Estevez? <laughs> well, you might know Charlie Sheen. He's Charlie Sheen's brother, and he was a movie star in the 80s. And he, you know him from the, even younger people know him from the Breakfast Club. He was the jock. Anyway, he started a movie called Maximum Overdrive, Overdrive, where he was working at a truck stop, and the truckers took over the diner. Not the truckers, the trucks themselves. I don't think there were any truckers. They were just trucks. And they took over the diner. The difference between that, Emilio Estevez, and who is the female lead in that? What teenage girl was running around with Emilio Estevez as he fought all the trucks? I don't know. But the difference between that movie's plot and what's happening, I think, in Canada as what's called the Freedom Convoy is the truckers are bringing to its knees much more than a small diner in the middle of the fucking desert. I think they're bringing commerce to its knees in parts of North America on either side of the border. And it's causing a great deal of uh, excitement for the Texas Attorney General, for former President Donald Trump, for a bunch of uh, right-wing ideologues. And and it's caused me a bit of... uh, a bit of... Well, it hasn't caused me shit because it hasn't affected me yet. But it will because the truckers are coming to disrupt life in all of North America and every city. That's right. The the feds feds aren't going to do shit because you know why? Because they're on the same team as the truckers. Just like, anyway, here's the thing. Look, as I've told you, when people say look, it's the most condescending thing you can say. It's like, look. I'm going to tell you something that you, (laughs) you're lucky enough that I'm going to stoop to inform you of this. So look, and I told you, Obama did a lot of that. Look, I didn't didn't like that. It's not a rhetorical phrase. Look, Um, look, you fucking dummy. Here's the, here's the order of, of operations. The complexity for me is the truckers are just exercising their rights to park their cars in the middle of fucking road? I don't know about that. The truckers are taking power to the people, and I respect that. And I... I support that. I don't I don't stand with the truckers because I think it's, you know, driven by... It's driven by passion. It's driven by a passion that I don't have. You know what? Anti-vaxxers... I, I, 
From what I understand, the trouble has arisen in Canada because the truckers do not want, it started with the truckers do not want to have to, I can't remember the direction, have, uh, require vaccines to enter the United States or for U.S. truckers to enter Canada. I think it's the truckers from Canada entering the United States cannot do it unless they've been vaccinated. The funny thing is, I also believe, and fact checkers of the podcast, please do this. You know the podcast has arisen when you have a a site like, uh, apparently there's a website that just tracks shit that Joe Rogan says looking for him to screw up and get him in trouble. Well, you don't have to look far, apparently, based on that video that came out <laughs> this week. But if you are putting together the Getting My Act Together fact-checking podcast, please check this fact. But I feel like something like 90% of the Canadian truckers have actually been vaccinated. They just are tired of, they're fucking sick and tired of being told what to do. And I respect that. They also have expanded, the tent has expanded beyond just the uh, people tired of being <laughs> Tired of being vaccinated, they have, uh, you know, all the associated elements that travel with those people. They're out there, in, and, and they're coming to the United States, they're coming to our cities, and I have to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm torn, because I like power to the people. Like, the thing with January 6th, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the pitchforks in the night. Does that make sense? Not tiki torches, pitchforks. What I didn't like about January 6th is it was based on nonsense. I don't necessarily believe that the freedom convoy of truckers is based 100% on nonsense, but I sense that the nonsense tent is growing. And people are pissed and, you know, they feel like it's end of time, so they're truckers are doing it. I, I like power to the people I, I'm I don't know the exact you know they ha, I, I haven't I don't know the exact ethos I don't know what the truckers they, they just they're tired of liberalism they're tired of fucking rules I guess I get it I get it that's what you know liberal governments like more rules there's there's no question about that they like rules Though, here's the catch, the right-wing government likes more law and order, right? So the left likes a lot of rules and regulations, and you can't do this, and I'm going to cock-block you over here. But then the right is much more, um, you know, uh, oppressive. I'll say that. It's much more oppressive. I live in fucking Georgia where... <laughs> every day some asshole standing up in the state capitol saying we should investigate anti-white bias you know like what, what are we what are we talking about here so the liberal governments don't like rules and they they have too many rules pardon me pardon me bro too many rules too many regulations they make two things too hard i get it and then the right is you know authoritarian and oppressive and love it or leave it and you know jackbooted thugs enforcing a totalitarian system the united states of america which has the 49th most free press in the world and is the only 
developed whatever highly industrialized country that does not federally mandate maternity leave or, or make companies have to give maternity leave. That's insane. That is insane. We are a clown car. But we're fucking still the best because, you know what, we're 17. That's why. Because we're teenagers. And, you know, we're, we're going through some stuff. Anyway, I kind of empathize with the truckers until the nonsense creeps in and then it's like, you know, the fucking neo-Nazis and the QAnons and it's like, all right, like we, if we want to move forward, and I know we don't want to, if this podcast has made anything clear, it's that we don't all want to move forward as one. That much is clear. And I remember I said that on a previous podcast and someone said I was like sending them into a doom spiral on over the weekend. Well, you know what? This is not that podcast. Today, it's, it's, this is slowly morphed into a very pro-self, uh, very take care of self-help podcast, quite frankly. And I need to do more help of my own self because I am so tired and run down that I have a red dot that has emerged underneath my right eye. You would think it would be, it, it, it doesn't look like a pimple. It just looks like a, it looks like Rudolph has a tiny little nose under my right eye. And I noticed that it's gotten worse over the last week. Just from staying up too late, getting up too early, lack of sleep. Just, I need, I need some self-help. I'm just being, I, I'm being candid. I need just sleep is what I need. But it looks, you know, it dawned on me this morning, I looked at it like, Jesus, this thing is, it's it's out of control. And, and really, it's the size of like a, a pinhead on, on, on my pinhead. But it's like my body's own check engine light, I feel like. You know, like, there it is, dude. It's, it's, if you're not taking any of the signals from not sleeping enough and working too hard and going in a million directions then how about we put a fucking check engine light on your face? So I need, to, I, need to, I need to walk the walk on helping myself a little bit. I am greatly invested in doing things that make me feel most like myself. And I need to address the check engine light on my face. And I will. When I'm finished recording this podcast, I will go crawl into bed next to my wife, who undoubtedly is asleep and probably having... Law and Order SVU drone on in the background. So this is not a listener who told me that I sent them into a, a weekend doom spiral. This is not a this is not a downer of a podcast today, okay? And I frankly I don't even want to think about what kind of podcast it is, and don't I don't want to be too self conscious. What I want to think about is those goddamn truckers, because if you take the government on the left joy kill cock block and then on the right side no laws except every law is enforced with a gun and a goddamn billy club what gives me a pulsing sensation in the bottom of my scrotum as it did on january 6th is when the right wing protest when protests from the right like this anti-vax trucker convoy seems to be collides with law and order oh who's gonna be most hypocritical because you know when left protest align or come plows into right-wing 
uh, authoritarian police and law enforcement, it's kind of predictable, right? They're just going to beat the shit out of them like they did in Washington, D.C. a couple summers ago or in Portland or, you know, any other city. But it's most interesting to me, and it really is kind of apolitical, to be honest with you. I mean, you know where my political, my political whatever, my my lean, my political, what is the word? Affiliation? My, 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 my values? I don't know. But, but really, it's just, it's almost apolitical in that I'm so energized by watching elements of the same team. It comes down to watching elements of the same team fight each other. This probably is not going to make sense to many listeners of this program, but several years ago, a beloved college radio station here in Atlanta called WRAS, the Georgia State Radio Station, which is, was, is still, but was just a very, just an awesome radio station, internationally recognized, played a role in breaking a lot of big artists over the years. One of my favorite bands, I, this is how radio should work. You listen to a college radio station, and here's a joke. What's more difficult, getting through college in four years or listening to four years of college radio? <laughs> they both can really test your fucking wits uh, as some of the droning of college radio. But college radio, I, I've long had an affection for. And the other day, I drove home from the Laughing Skull and enjoyed 10 minutes of dead air from <laughs> the Georgia Tech radio station, W-R-E-K, Rec 91.1, or 9, yeah, 91.1. Uh, just, you know, because some college kid went out for a cigarette and forgot that he was supposed to go back in and <laughs> program some music. So it was just 10, air, 10 minutes of dead air. And it was lovely on my drive home from the club. Well, anyway, several years ago, five years, seven years, Georgia State's radio station, WRAS 88.5, called Album 88, it broadcast 24 hours a day at 88.5. But somehow or another, the big wigs, and that is the political appointees who are running the Georgia university system university of georgia system university system of georgia trustees blah 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 rich fucking people who really don't give a fuck about the students and i mean that apolitically they wanted to sell the daytime hours of wras the college radio station which i'm sure made 0.0 dollars relied exclusively on donors they wanted to sell the daytime hours of the radio station to uh, now this is going to be inaccurate, just public radio. So whether it's uh, the PBS or the uh, Corporation for Public Broadcasting or NPR, I don't know, it's not NPR, I don't know exactly the entity they sold it to, and you can fucking Google this and you can put it on the Getting My Act Together Joe Rogan Truth Fact Finder site that you're starting. But the big wigs took the prime hours of, except if you're a college student and you're sleeping until two in the afternoon. They took the prime, the prime daytime hours of this beloved college radio station, and they sold it to 
whatever, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Essentially, what happened was it went from playing dissonant, jank, but also beautiful, fantastic, wonderful, meaningful young people music during the day that made zero dollars to becoming the second NPR. Basically, here's a take home. It became the second NPR affiliate in the city of Atlanta. And I was like, we already have one of those fucking NPR stations, which is great. We have that station. We don't need to. We'd rather have, you know, college radio because that's like an ind- that's a, that's an independent voice. It's a voice that needs to be heard, et cetera, et cetera. And most of you listening are like, what is the fucking radio? Well, it's, you can listen to album 88 or WREK. You can listen to them online. You just can't listen to them on the airwaves during the normal business hours. But what was so uh, exciting to me, kind of not exciting to me, the hater, just interesting is it was left versus left. You know, few things are more left, liberal, iconoclastic than college radio. And they were at war with Big Left, the NPR affiliate which ultimately won because they had more money and the politicians running the university system of Georgia could give a fuck about, you know, the latest uh, down-tuned drone record for, you know, some kid in his bedroom in Brunswick, Georgia, right? Who, who, who cares? They don't give a shit about that. But somebody who likes art and music and, you know, free spirit like myself values college radio as challenging as it can be to listen to sometimes but i remember i listened to i was late and you've never heard of this band probably not like i'm cool but i remember i first learned of japan droids in the new york times <laughs> but there was a band from brooklyn that might still be a band called the men and i first this is how radio used to work in a in an analog time before SoundCloud and Instagram or TikTok made artists or however they get made now. But outside of the major label system, a record would get played or within the major label system, a record would get played on the radio and you would hear it on the radio and you would go buy the record or you would go see the band play live. That's how you, how you did it. And college radio, what was so great about it is they were not playing the same shit that you hear on Dave FM or the Earth, the Fish, family-friendly shit rock 24-7. They were playing just punk rock, they were playing folk, they were playing underground hip-hop, all sorts of different stuff. And I heard The Men, and I think the song I heard was called... I think it was called Pearly Gates. I love the men. I have one, two, I have like three or four of their albums. Three or four of their albums. I love I love them. I, I, they're one of my, I can put it on almost any time and enjoy it. And I heard a song called, I think it was called Pearly Gates. I was like, this is phenomenal. I love the sound of this. And then I went and I found their music online. I bought, I bought one of their records. That one, I think it's called Tomorrow's Hits. Sure enough, I look on their website. They're coming to the Earl, and I go see the men, and I'm invested in the men's career. 
that's that's how that's how college radio. I would have never known about the men because I wasn't in like I wasn't chasing down music in consequence of sound or like you know hipster blogs or whatever to find music. I was listening to album eighty eight. I heard the men play Pearly Gates. I was like, this is great. I love this. I went and got the record called Tomorrow's Hits. I saw that they were playing at the Earl on a show. They were headlining. They were with a band called Nude Beach, which I also bought their record and is great. It sounds a lot like Elvis Costello to me and uh, other better stuff, but Sorry, that's and if you're listening, Nude Beach, just be like, tell me to go fuck myself. You're right. But the men headlined, Nude Beach was on the lineup, and so also was Lee Baines and the Glory Fires. And it was there were like 15 people at the Earl on a Tuesday or Thursday night. All three bands murdered, and there was one other band that I can't I can't remember who it was. All three bands, maybe it had to be a local, some local band, maybe. Maybe Gentleman Jesse and his men. Anyway, all three bands killed. I'm at the Earl. And that's how college radio worked. I And this isn't 500 years ago. This is probably like five or six years ago. And if you Google like the men, Nude Beach, and whoever else I said, Lee Baines and the Glory Fires at the Earl, you'd be like, no, dude, that was like 12 years ago. I don't think it was. I think it was more like six or seven years ago. Now it's moving back because the last three years of my life, because I have a daughter, have been a blur. So maybe it was eight years ago. But that was album 88 for me. Got the record, or heard the song, made a note, who the hell is this? Bought the record, went and saw them live, bought a green t-shirt called The Men. If you see some clips of me on Instagram or TikTok wearing a green shirt, it says The Men. And that's how invested was. And then I bought like three other records by them. So that's how valuable college radio was to me and to a lot of bands like the men because they could build, you know, through one fucking asshole at a time, a little bit of a fan base that way. When the war happened between NPR affiliate and Album 88, it was like, wow, this is little left against big left. (laughs) And you know what? It probably was a dispute that wasn't handled much by uh, or covered much by Fox News. I just don't imagine that they were all that interested in it. So that's what excites me about, so like that same team fight excites me, not like I said, not a total hater way, just in a kind of, (coughs) excuse me, uh, uh, alertness or vigilance for hypocrisy way, excites me about the Freedom Convoy. Because sooner or later, the law and order people are going to have to do something. And I'm sure that, I mean, <laughs> or maybe they'll do what they did on January 6th, which now is, they didn't just, you know, I mean, a lot of them were like, right this way, boys. But there are also some of them who, you know, fucking lost their lives by committing suicide afterward. But law and order didn't matter to the fucking protesters that day. So it'll be interesting. You know what I'm saying? I like when, Saint, when I like infighting. Why? I don't know, cause, cause I'm, I'm dumb, I guess. Not because I'm dumb, just because it's interesting to see it play out. Okay, there's, there's a bunch of freedom people, uh, impeding the freedom of people in Detroit and Windsor, Ontario, from getting to work and doing their jobs and, 
you know, serving their regular customers. So their freedom is constricting other people's freedom just because, but at the same time, it's power of the people. I don't know. I, I feel strange about it. I don't feel strange. I, I have, you're like, no, you just don't exactly know what's going on. I, I have a sense of what's going on up there. And, yeah, it's probably more entertaining when the infighting is happening on the other team. But I don't necessarily feel like I'm on the opposite team of where the truckers are in their hearts. They feel like they're fighting for what they believe in. And they're saying the government is not supporting me and the government does not care about me. So I'm going to fucking take matters into my own hands. And then, you know, QAnon probably comes along. So it, it there's definitely part of me that enjoys the... Uh, but I'm... I'm really curious to see if the truckers are going to get it together to blockade the cities of the United States. And then what happens? What will... Who... This is where I get excited. I get excited when... I get excited at gun versus gun. I don't get excited on, and and I know like there's a human element to all the shit that's going on up there, but that's not my job to fucking talk about that. My job is, <laughs> my job is to entertain you every Tuesday and Friday on the Getting My Act Together podcast. I'm curious to see what's, I like gun versus gun is what I like. I don't like gun versus unarmed protester or unarmed black man running through a neighborhood jogging. I like gun versus gun. That makes sense. I like non-gun versus non-gun, but I like gun versus gun. So you have a bunch of armed people, and you have a bunch of oh, cops who are. The... That is the sign when the what does it mean when the the heater when the heater bumps it means dude wrap it up. I like gun versus gun. That's that's what I like. Texas versus Texas. There used to be a band called Cop versus Cop. No, Cop Shoot Cop. And there used to also be a band called Boys versus Girls. Cop Shoot Cop. I'm not saying I like cop shooting cops. I'm saying I like gun versus gun. Okay, there's a bunch of armed fucking people out here. What are you, what are you going to do? Mm, well, you're armed. I don't know. I... I I'm curious to see what's gonna what what so what's gonna happen with this whole fucking stoner dude one time. I'm just waiting to see what's gonna what are you doing today? I'm just waiting to see what's gonna happen with this storm. Well, what's gonna happen is it's gonna make the place a lot more wet. But everybody's gonna keep working. I'm just gonna wait and see what happens with this storm. Dude, I empathize. I have not always been the most long range strategic planner in my life. And my wife would be the first to tell you that. I'm trying to decide, by the way, when I put my daughter to bed tonight. I'm trying to decide if my daughter is starting to not want me because she doesn't want me. Or she doesn't want me because I am not Trump. Because I'm Pence. Because when Trump... like Anyway, it was just a funny thing that happened tonight. I was like... Do you want me to sit in here and and, and say and sit in the rocking chair? And she said, "No, because <laughs> you're a big girl and you want to go to bed by yourself." Yes, and then I'm just setting myself to, up to be injured and hurt. <laughs> and I say to her, "Do you want Baba to come in and sit in the rocking chair?" And she goes, "Yes." 
it's 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 part of being Pence, girl. I, I'm still gonna be here in your life. I will just be waxy, waxy in my appearance. I want to know what's gonna happen to the. Tr- All right, yep, we get it, dude. You want to know what's gonna happen with the truckers? That uh, like like there will be a show of force for the truckers, or it'll be like you know what vaccines are. The attorney general of Texas says that uh, you know the truckers are doing the right thing up there, and I. I think they're probably getting love on the across the right wing dial. Anyway, this you're right. I, I've gone and I haven't even done as much as I could because all of a sudden I started actually thinking about it. You know, think now, what really slowed me down thinking about it is there's something like a quarter of the people on those trucks are kids. Well, so what? That's they're so what? They're, that doesn't mean they have bad parents. Like maybe they're freezing their asses off or starving. No, they're just. They're just on those trucks. The other hypocrisy is why does GoFundMe not allow the funding for those guys to go through? Why do they shut it off? I don't like control, as you know. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take control. (laughs) I want you to take control of your own listening and turn off this goddamn podcast right now because it is not taking you any further. So stop listening. I will stop talking. What I would like you to do, though, is to have a great weekend. Whether you are in Switzerland, whether you're in in Lahore, Pakistan, or whether you are in Windsor, Canada, or Detroit, Michigan, or even in the middle of the desert where Emilio Estevez was fighting those trucks, I want you to have a great weekend and know that I'm going to get some sleep. I'm going to remove the check engine light. I'm going to, through, I've been, my fitness is getting better. I'm running almost every day, every other day. I'm going to remove the check engine light from my face uh, organically. I'm not going to uh, go see a surgeon, but I'm going to do it. And I encourage you to have a great weekend and, and, and stop listening to this and I'll stop talking.